It's podcast time again. Welcome along. This is Guy and Dave with the Talker United Yellow Army Herald Express Devon Live weekly podcast. Um, the mood has been lifted a little bit this week, hasn't it? A, a home little, win. A little. A home, a home win, win and two and goals. Two goals and another clean sheet to give the defence its due. Yeah. Um, um, uh, what was it? We At Playmore last Saturday, you and I were clocking... Uh, as, the, we as the seventh hour without a goal went <laughs> went by, weren't we? And, uh, it was after it, 22 minutes. It was. The seventh yeah, hour went you were by. on it. You were on it, guy. And but, um, um, it was nearly eight before the breakthrough finally came. In fairness, but there were reasons to be cheerful last Saturday. There were. I mean, the first half performance wasn't great. Oh, I mean, we, we sorry, can let's factor we can that dwell one on that straight away. Yes, yeah, uh, the first um, half was pretty poor. Correct. And how and and what a good go Hemel Hempstead gave. They uh, did. gave it. Uh, um, I think before the game, we all knew that Jordan Parks, this midfield player uh, of theirs who had given United so much trouble in the FA Trophy four years ago, uh, might do it again. And yeah. sure enough, he did. Um, He's a decent player. Again, uh, ran as, the show. As you said in the, the podcast show. last week, it's hard to understand why he's still, with respect to Hamill Hempstead, why he's still playing in National League. Well, South. there you go. I, I, the one thing I didn't manage to check last week and it, is what's his day job. Uh, mm. Because of course there are quite a lot of lads yeah. at this level who actually prefer to be part time rather than full time. So um, you know maybe if he's the finance director of um, a merchant bank, uh, yeah. maybe it maybe it suits <laughs> That's him. That's possible. To, uh, yeah. Uh, so. maybe, yes. <laughs> uh, maybe it suits him to do that and play football. Yeah. But um, we, you know he he he's United didn't get to him, no. um, uh, and uh, he he hugely impressive. Of course they hit the woodwork. And for quite a while, it was uh, the mood inside Playmore was lifted only. Yeah, I think that's true to say only by uh, Messrs. Opie Edwards and Jake Andrews. Yeah, uh, and in fairness, Alex Bass in the United goal, who was far too busy for United's comfort for quite a while. But he was indeed. He did make one particularly good save, racing back onto his line. I've seen that one on video since yeah, as well. Yeah, pretty good. Good save. Yeah. He did very, very well um, then. Um, but eventually United did get to them. But um, uh, let's go back to Messrs Edwards and Andrews. We will. We will. I had them further down the agenda. Let's bring, oh, did you, them, no, let's, yeah. let's bring them to the top because yeah. they were absolutely the stars of the show. Well, it's a long time Saturday. since I've seen a, a, a player get fans out of their seats uh, by doing something in his own half of the pitch rather than the opposing half, and after it was about two minutes and the clock had been running, I think I'm. I hope I'm not doing him a discredit, but I think Obi Edwards lost the ball. This is, by the way, we're talking about these two new young lads that have just joined the club on loan yeah. from Bristol City. Debuts on Saturday. How long are their loans, by the way? One month initially. One, yeah. Yeah. Sign them up. Sign them up. Sign them up. Um, Can we uh, just keep saying sign them up for the next forty minutes? <laughs> uh, um, Opie was on the right wing. Jake, young Jake Andrews uh, playing sort of in the hole behind yeah. two strikers as an attacking midfield player, and young Opie Edwards. And of course, we'd seen these two in pre-season mm-hmm. uh, when uh, Bristol under 23s won three one at Plainmore, and Opie Edwards lost the ball, as I recall. There was some sort of breakdown of, of, of yeah. possession in the uh, 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 Hemel half of the pitch. And Opie Edwards gave somebody a 10-yard oh, yes. start. It was the right-back, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah, was. I can't a 10-yard start, yeah. caught him by the edge of our own box, <laughs> uh, slid on, down on his backside, yeah. whipped the ball out from under his feet and started heading off back up the, the, the pitch again. And in that one moment, uh, United fans 
had seen something they haven't seen for rather too long for their own liking. Uh, yeah. In other words, blinding pace, effort, you know, yeah. and an awareness. Enthusiasm Hang on a and strength. Correct. Yeah. I need to get yeah. back there and do this. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, it, it's it's just extraordinary how uh, one incident like that can change the mood in a stadium. Lifted completely. the whole place. And um, another thing he did almost immediately after that as well, which endeared him to the, those he hadn't already won over, was he felled their right back with a, a perfectly fair shoulder charge. Shoulder, yes, that's of right. Of the kind that you have, you don't see very often no, now, no. but it was a proper shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, and there ain't much of him. <laughs> no, and the right back went sprawling and looked at the referee yeah. and, you know... Hoping it, for a free kick. In other yeah. leagues, possibly in the Premier League, it would have been a free kick. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. But fair play, the referee on Saturday saw it as a shoulder to shoulder and Opie Edwards went up in our estimation a little bit more, didn't he? Well, it, it's, you know... It, it's moments like that that win fans over yeah. and get get people going and of course that's what people pay their money for you know there's an awful lot of good solid stuff that goes on in a team which mm -hmm. actually isn't all that exciting to fans but you know pace of that order is not something you tend to see very often these days I don't know whether people are knocking it out of them or discouraging Possibly. it or, or, or yeah. who, who knows but uh, it's it, it's you don't have to be that rocket scientist or clever. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think straight back to the days when young Paul Hall first came into the United yeah. team on yeah. the right wing, when Rodney Jack arrived, and I even remember people then saying, "Yeah, yeah, they're really quick, but do they actually know what they're doing?" And I remember going, "Yeah, but you can't put that in. No, you can put no, the other right. stuff yeah. in, yeah. or you can help to put the other stuff in. You can't put." The sort of pace that Opie Edwards has got into somebody, into somebody, and Gary Hauser is, is his press conference this week was recalling about Isaac Vassell, of course, who started yeah. off at Plymouth Argyle, had a couple of seasons at Truro, was discarded by Plymouth Argyle mm -hmm. as being not clever enough or whatever it yeah. was, went to Truro, a couple of seasons there, gradually learning a bit more about the game, went to Luton Town, he nearly came to Torquay, he was yeah. Yeah. In training in pre-season with Torquay, I think it was. Was it Chris Hargreaves or Kevin Nicholson? It might have been Kevin Nicholson. Desperate to try and get get yeah. him. Luton come in with a... <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, we'd like to have a look at you as well. Unfortunately, where's Vassell going to go in those circumstances? Went up to Luton. A couple of seasons there. A million quid off to Birmingham City where he, he, yeah. he, he still is. Uh, extra quick. Extra quick. Uh, and gradually, as history uh, obviously now relates, Paul Hall learnt yeah. his trade, went on to a very good career. Rodney Jack became the Just most fondly remembered yeah, <laughs> striker yeah, we've yeah. had here for, um, since the old king died. And, and uh, uh, you can't put it in that pace. No. And of course, all managers love it and opposing managers fear it yeah. to hell. And, and the um, fans absolutely And the fans well, absolutely yeah. love it. And, and fingers crossed we're not setting him up for a fall, uh, you know. Um, uh, but we're all, all, all of us who were there on Saturday... Uh, um, it wasn't perfect by any means, as we've just been saying. But I think you and I are both looking forward to the kickoff on Saturday yeah, yeah. because we might actually see another, a, a bit more of that. And also, I mean, 
when it came to man of the match on Saturday, we'll talk about Jamie Reid in a minute and the, yeah. the enormous relief that his goal brought probably to him and yeah. certainly to the fans as well. Now, Jamie Reid got the sponsor's man of the match he on did. Saturday. The goal was key. The goal was crucial. Yeah. But Jake Andrews, yes. who's the other loan signing from Bristol City, yeah. I thought was absolutely well, outstanding. Uh, telling me, uh, by the way, we're talking about Opie Edwards is 19 and Jake Andrews is 20 here. We're not, yeah. you know, we're only talking young lads. And Jake Andrews started off in attacking central midfield yeah. role and then at half time uh, um, credit to ours I, I, I thought he made a great tactical substitution by actually moving him out of the middle of the pitch and sticking him out wide on the left hand side yeah. and although United have been playing this 3-5-2 formation for most of last season and most of this so far under ours I do remember him saying when he almost first took over that instinctively you know, by choice he, he he prefers to play with two proper wings yeah. and try and get in behind teams. Now, whether you've got the players to do it or not is another matter. And whether you're prepared to commit the team tactically to that formation is another one on top yeah. of that. But um, suddenly on Saturday against uh, uh, Hemel Hempstead, you had Opie Edwards on the right-hand side. He actually didn't get quite enough of the ball, I didn't think, in the second half. But no. still, never mind. And Andrews, who did get plenty of the ball on the left-hand side. Um, Andrews looked to me like a kind of a, a young and maybe not quite so quick version of um, um, Dan Sparks. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. uh, Dan Sparks was never that quick, but he had a way of just getting half a yard on people and then whipping the ball in. Uh, I don't think Jake Andrews is an out-and-out -out winger, but at this level he's good enough to get the ball yeah. either use it sensibly or whip some crosses in and thank goodness it was only when towards the end of the game especially when Rory Keating started coming on that we looked like we might get somebody on the end of one of them Yeah. Um, and uh, Andrew's got the assist for both goals and both goals laid on the yeah. uh, um, the assist uh, and I, I agree with you I thought he had a, I thought he had a yeah. really really good game especially for such a young lad coming in on his debut uh, and in a team that wasn't playing well. for I mean, at, at times, as an attacking force in that first half, it was Andrews and Edwards against, it looked it like, was. Hemel yeah. Hempstead. Yeah. They, they were carrying, Andrews was, was having all the shots, he was supplying most of the mm. pass, but it's worth stressing that Ryan Dixon didn't play last Saturday. No. So Andrews ended up shouldering the kind of playmaker <laughs> duties, really. Um, and we unfortunately, Ryan Dixon won't be won't 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 be back this Saturday. Won't. No, um, uh, United were, were and he were very much hoping he would have thrown yeah. off. He got a kick in training last last Friday. Uh, we won't name the player who who, who kicked, <laughs> kicked him it, yeah. uh, um, <laughs> uh, purely by accident. I stress, um, uh, and it's just a bit too sore at the moment. Yeah. I think he should be back the following week. But um, so um, you know, it, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see whether ours actually goes for it this Saturday against Chippenham and yeah. plays with Edwards on the right and Andrews on the left and then presumably you'd be looking at Asa Hall and Chris Regis in the middle yeah. without Dixon there mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, and yeah it'd be interesting to see whether, whether, that, whether that option is pursued did put me in mind a little bit. Remember the first couple of games that George Dowling played? Yeah. When he came on loan last He's season. He's a different first, player. But the first couple of games that Dowling played, we looked at him and we both said, this is a lad with a big future in the game. Yeah. Um, things went off the boil at Torquay in general. Yeah. And, and I think Dowling probably I think with all due respect to Dowling, I, I think Andrews, is, if anything, is a, is a more naturally talented mm. footballer than Dowling. Um, 
he's he's clearly got a goal in him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because uh, um, he he got off oh, four or five shots in the first yeah. half, something like Keeper that. Keeper made a couple of really good saves That's right. as well, didn't he? Uh, um, he? His head is always up. You know, he's yeah. he's he's already. You know, by the time he's got the ball, he's already as a, a pictures forming in his head. Um, uh, and uh, no, I th- he 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 played really well. And I mean, let's hope that this isn't first game itis, and and that you know, all of a sudden through some mysteries of mind and body, that don't suddenly no, go off the boil. But I can't see that. Um, but uh, as you said, the people who the people who saw them play last week will be looking forward to the Chippenham game on Saturday. Yep. And anybody who wasn't at the game last week, it's there's something to look forward to. There's, there is. You know, there uh, are... Chippenham this Saturday, although, you know, let's face it, uh, United not long ago would have hoped to be playing to, uh, Chippenham in the an FA Cup qualifier. Yeah. And, of course, it might still happen. Um, um, you know, this is an important league match now. Um, uh, there is some interest there. Uh, in the Chippenham team, uh, I, I don't think Jan Klukowski, who of course who joined Chippenham from United in the summer, uh, he's been struck down with injuries uh, um, this season. But they have Jack Compton, uh, who is uh, who a talky lad through and through. His father Paul is very well known to United fans, uh, both on and off the pitch. Um, Jack grew up a talky. He's always been a t- United fan. Uh, has never uh, actually managed to get back here and play for the club in senior football. He but played he's for come the youth close team. a couple of times. He's, played, he's nearly yeah. joined Torquay yeah. a couple of times. Um, uh, was with uh, under Gary Owls at Bath City last year. Ended up going to Chippenham. Left footer, out and out left footer. Um, uh, very clever yeah. delivery of the ball. United would have to get on him. Um, and of course, up front they've got a lad called Nick Makuti, muscular. Yeah. Put himself about fairly pacey centre forward, who again Gary Hours had at Bath City, and a young uh, another lad called Nat Jarvis, who scored yeah. four goals this season and is quite lively up front. So, although your initial reaction might be Chippenham? Question mark. Yeah. Uh, no, they'll come and have a go. They, they've had an extraordinary record. They they, they haven't drawn yet. Um, no, and there's there's there are goals in their games, aren't there? Well, fourteen four and fourteen against, yeah. I think so far. Um, so twenty eight goals in their games so far this season, compared to eight in Torquay's. Yes, so United have scored season. five and conceded three. Yeah. Uh, Chippenham have scored 14 and conceded 14 so uh, something has to give something has to give isn't it? the Bluebirds they're known as yeah. you, did you know it's their second visit to Playmore this season yes of course yeah they, beat, must, uh, they beat Truro 2-1 yeah. um, um, a couple of weeks ago so the manager Mark Jarvis Mark Co- scored in that one by yes, the way yes he did yeah yeah the manager Mark Colley a very experienced guy um, uh, hasn't got a clue what to expect from his team one week to the next there they've beaten Billericay they beat Concord as uh, yeah, well, didn't they? Uh, yeah. um, I think they've stuck seven goals past those two, and yeah. then they go and lose to somebody who they don't expect to lose to. So it's a bit up and down. Um, and at the last count, I think he had to try and find himself a goalkeeper this weekend. Um, they loaned one from Swindon because um, Will Puddy, their first team goalkeeper, is out for some time, but Swindon have recalled him. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, the Swindon number one goalkeeper is um, on international duty for the next month, but we'll come to that in we'll a minute as that. well. So, we'll come uh, to international and the mysteries no. of the nation's and also, league in, for, let's in face good it, time. Uh, uh, the, 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 the win over Hamilton is hugely important for ours for a start. I was going to say that. Um, I mean, to, to what extent do you think that's? We talked about the pressure last week that was inevitably building. Uh, to what extent do you think that one win has lifted it? I think it's eased it. Yeah. Uh, because let's face it, on the back of four games without a win or a goal, if United had lost at home to Hemel Hempstead, 
Yeah. Uh, that's a serious situation, as I can imagine, um, uh, in current circumstances. Um, so it certainly helped. Um, and, you know, you look ahead over the next couple of weeks. I, I think that if United aren't aiming for six points out of Chippenham at home and Hungerford away in the next two yeah. Saturdays, there's something wrong. I'm sure they are aiming for six points, but you start to think, well, if they don't get them, uh, uh, don't get me wrong, we've been in this, yeah. these scenarios long before and who knows what might happen. But United over the next three weeks have got Chippenham home, Hunkford away, and then in the FA Cup, cup uh, sorry, yeah. uh, um, uh, uh, FA Cup, yeah. and then Woking, who are currently the leaders at yeah. home. Now, that's a, as Gary Hours was saying, that's a pretty good run of fixtures to be yeah. looking forward to. And I also think that it's a run that United can't afford to lose uh, no. um, many of those. Uh, I mean, best case scenario, beat Chippenham, beat Hungerford, beat Woking. That's yeah. nine points on the tally at the moment. That would put United right up with the pace setters, I've no doubt at the moment, which is where, let's face it, they ought to be and we expect them to be. The FA Cup, how important is that now after the yeah. disastrous, United's disastrous form in the FA Cup? But we'll come to that in a minute as well. We will. There are, there's several intriguing Indeed. possibilities yeah. there. Now, the person we haven't mentioned in this so far... Jamie Reid, of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Reid, to get that goal... Well done. Um, took it well. Yeah, left took foot. Took it really well. Yeah. He spotted the opening and took the goal well. That yeah. will have lifted his... Um, well, I, I, you know, uh, Gary Owls was asked at his press conference today, is, ja is Jamie Reid a, a confidence player? Mm. Almost the question begged, is he purely a confidence mm. player? Well, um, we've all seen Jamie Reid have days where... Uh, you know, he is visibly struggling for touch and form yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, I've always been convinced that Jamie Reid is potentially a very effective player as long as you keep him in the right areas of the pitch and, you know, don't ask him to do no. stuff that he's and not great at. And keep getting the ball to him. And, and yeah, but in, in the right areas. Yeah. Um, and I, I, his goal on Saturday, his... Let's not go completely over the top, but... It just made, it filled him out. He suddenly started running around as if he expected things to happen rather than hoping for them to happen. Yeah. Um, uh, when when Ruri Keating came on and joined him, um, I thought fitness-wise, and here this is something that we may come back to several times this season, yeah. the two of them started running in behind the yeah. Hemel Hempstead, yeah. the tiring Hemel Hempstead defence and started looking much more dangerous. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and yes, I think that goal looked as if it did, did, did Jamie Reid a world of good. We all hope it it yeah. has done, and, and fingers crossed he can go on now and actually um, be running around expecting things to happen. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and you know, he's he, he has got to be looking to get ten or twelve goals in yeah. this division this, you to know. kick on and from the, here. Is, yeah, is, that's right. Is and I know whenever thing, anybody it? breaks a goal scoring little streak when they're not scoring, everybody says, "All right, you're going to go here on and go. get loads." Yeah. Of, uh, and it doesn't happen just because you click no. your fingers. But um, <coughs> he did look a far more happy and confident player in the last twenty minutes on uh, yeah. last Saturday. And fingers crossed for him that he can carry it on. He's uh, you don't get much more local than Jamie Reid no, to play absolutely. more. Absolutely. 
And a word for Asa Hall as well, that was a textbook header. Yeah. I mean, it was a beautifully taken header. It's yeah. one of those. They always look good, don't they? When was, you escape your marker and thump yeah. it into the back of the net. But and it you was have the to make the of the body and that. It was just one of those headers you just. That was perfect. That's nice, right. Nicely done, Asa. And of course. All credit to Jake Andrews for putting the ball yeah. on the, for putting the corner on the on on the money, and the, and the corner had been produced by Jamie Reed down the right hand side, good cross to the near post, Ruri Keating getting across his man at the near post, a little flick volley and a great save by the keeper. Yeah. So it was a good little passage passage of play all round. Andrews takes the corner in swinger. Thank you very much, Asa Hall. And um, he, he's another one. Uh, um, his his career record uh, um, shows uh, that he should be getting at least eight or nine goals uh, for United in this league. We haven't really seen him shooting yet. He's got nope. he's got a good shoot, uh, shot on him. Um, and uh, no, no, no. It was it was a good way to finish the game. Um, uh, it, it did ease the pressure all round. Um, and uh, I felt a little bit sorry for Hamill Hempstead. You're talking about a club. Uh, at least one player uh, in their team was on it is on less than a hundred pound a week. Yeah, um, they'd had to get rid of two players, including Charlie Sheringham, the the the, the centre forward, in the build up to the game to ease the wage bill. Um, so that's where quite a lot of teams yeah. in this league potentially are, um, and uh, uh, and they play. Of course, they play Billericay at home this Saturday big game for them yeah. but I mean that presumably is why players move a lot between teams at this level during the course of the season yeah. because teams and are, thank goodness for those clubs there isn't a transfer deadline there yeah. isn't a, a, yeah. a, a, an opening and shutting window so players can still move around from club to club yeah. um, and you're not you're not locked in um, and, and very interesting was we, we, just before we leave this uh, we've still got a little bit discussed about Brett Williams, but um, of course, Billericay had this extraordinary weekend last weekend. Billericay, yeah. the biggest spending club apparently in the division, um, after their opening day win at Plainmore. Yes, they against, did. Yeah, they beat Truro, uh, Truro four City n- four nil, four one, four. Yeah, uh, with four, Jake yeah. with uh, Jake Robinson getting all yeah. four. Uh, their manager comes out and says, "We will win this league, and I'm not frightened to say so." Uh, and of course, five weeks later. Uh, he's put the club up for sale. Yeah. Uh, essentially resigned after an extraordinary day at Woking, where Bizarre. they lost two-one. Bizarre day. Um, uh, by his own admission, we're not reporting this third party. He was twice interviewed by police yeah. over claims that he'd been spotted um, uh, taking a substance he shouldn't he shouldn't have been taking uh, in the toilets yeah. after the game. Well, whether or not that was true, who knows? Um, but he's basically thrown whatever toys he had if that's not putting it too strongly uh, and said that's it I've had enough of this oh, flack yeah. and I'm out now all of a sudden Bitteriki have got this whacking great wage bill apparently yeah. um, if he does sell or shift the club on to somebody else uh, will they have the resources to fuel that uh, of course Ben Gehring, former Torquay and Truro player, yeah, was yeah. one of their close season signings. Uh, he's picked up an injury, by the way. That's why he's not been playing recently. We'd be prepared to take Jake Robinson off their hands, though, wouldn't we? Uh, if they want to send Jake Robinson down yeah. here, um, I, I, I dare say we could, you know, <laughs> we could accommodate him. We could accommodate we? him. Yeah. Um, but no, th- this sort of thing yeah. tends to happen. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, you know, fingers crossed that at the moment, uh, anyway, as far as we know, and there's no signs that he's not going to carry on doing it. Um, uh, Clark Osborne still seems to be uh, 
yeah. uh, behind, um, certainly financially, uh, the the United operation at the yeah. moment, and um, uh, there's no signs that uh, um, <coughs> that's that's going to stop, and suddenly the players aren't going to aren't get aren't going to get paid. But um, there we go. That. So we're talking there about the, the, a team lineup where you have Opie Edwards and Jake Andrews on the flanks, and then we we both just said. Reed and Keating through the middle. That's how it finished on Saturday. Yeah. Where does all this leave our club captain? Where does this leave Brett Williams? Well, I I, I think we you know we did raise this with with, with Gary Owes today. Um, uh, uh, it's obviously uh, Brett Williams isn't isn't playing great at the moment. Uh, I don't think that's through lack of effort. No. Uh, in fact, you can see how frustrated he is out there. Um, uh, he's an experienced striker. I'm sure he's been through these spells before. By all accounts, he's doing a pretty good job, especially behind the team, behind the scenes as captain. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think Gary Owls has any regrets on that score at all. Uh, and he's just in one of these spells at the moment where it just isn't happening for right. him. I do think that uh, as as United's attack in as as in general. If I think I think that's the most important thing to stress. Hasn't been playing well. No. Um, uh, and Brett Williams, you know, I think has been suffering in that to, to a certain extent. All right, you could say, oh, well, it's his job to turn it around and and improve it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't think Brett Williams is a natural centre forward, number nine, target man, whatever you want to call it. Um, funnily enough, uh, when he sets himself and gets his timing right, he's actually one of the best flicker on, you know, yeah, yeah. headed. Uh, um, headers of the ball in the club and he can do that but uh, it's not his natural role and never has been to play that role for 90 minutes week in and week out mm. um, and, and, and I think United have struggled attacking wise their goal scoring record proves it anybody who's seen them play knows it um, uh, and I do think it's, it's a difficult one this it's interesting isn't it that Keating um, uh, certainly has come on several times this season off the bench and yeah. looked really good now, if ours starts with him and Reed on Saturday, now the pressure is on in a starting role. Can yeah. he do the job as a starting striker? Williams hasn't been scoring goals, uh, getting a little bit, little bit frustrated in a team that isn't scoring goals generally. You could still argue that he is not a bad bet to start well, because you uh, can't. because he's got his experience, his know-how. Um, he can hopefully occupy the cent their central defenders and and get United into the game. Now, uh, you know, and you don't see Williams quite so much coming on off the bench as a gung ho up and at him sixtieth minute substitute in go. quite the same way that no. you'd see Rury doing it. That's right. Uh, Rury's got much more sort of an impact value. Yeah. Having said that, I think he deserves to start. Um, yeah. uh, uh, in some ways, I suppose what we're saying is we're glad Gary Owls is picking the team on Saturday yeah, and not us, yeah. but um, there you go, that's what he's paid and for. If they come back with another 2-0 win on Saturday, we'll be more than whoever gets them will be more yeah, than happy, I, I won't we? I think, you know, on the back of that last 20 minutes, half an hour last week, you know, I, United need to be to start beating these teams yeah. and looking like beating them. You, after eight games, United have, sco uh, have, have got 12 points, I think it is, um, all these clean sheets, etc. But you cannot turn round and say that they've battered anybody. No. Uh, I'll bet every single manager who's played against them wouldn't be terrified of playing them again on the evidence of of those games. Um, and by the way, what a, here we go again. 
East Thurrock won Bath nil last Saturday. Yeah. Where did that result come from? <laughs> um, uh, and, and so it's a strange league. Though, <laughs> there isn't you it? go. These, these things Absolutely. are happening. Gloucester yeah. City, who've got one of the smallest budgets in the league, yeah. I think are sixth or seventh at the moment. Um, you can't you can't tell at the moment. Uh, and um, but on the back of all of that, United really need to be getting on top of one or two teams and putting them under some yeah. serious pressure from the word go. I mean, I know you know you you no team dominates for ninety minutes mm. and all that kind of stuff. But um, early goal, you know, isn't it? You get, well, is, that, that's the holy grail at this level. Isn't ours it? Was, ours was only saying that today. He said, "Wouldn't it be nice if to, just to, for us to score a reasonably early goal, get in front, and calm everybody and ourselves yeah. down?" Yeah, and you can understand him saying that. Indeed. What news of the injuries then? Though? Ryan Dixon, not great. Is not. Um, not going to be available for not Saturday? this week I think he'll be back the following week he tried it in training today Thursday uh, not still a bit sore not quite yeah. ready I know he was spoke to him early in the week and he was hopeful that he might be alright um, uh, these things happen he, in a full-blooded training session though don't they I suppose hopefully they yeah. do yeah <laughs> you don't yeah. like people to get kicked no. in training but um, uh, it always helps if training is as near to games as possible uh, Jean-Yves Cuenate has had a trip home to France yeah. uh, uh, while his, his ankle injury continues to heal and settle down I don't think there's a uh, you know he'll be back when he's back uh, yeah. we're talking three four weeks possibly with him uh, Sammy and Abby still out in midfield yeah. uh, and Jakob Sokolik none of those are imminently returning uh, interestingly enough of course imminently due to return next week after this weekend is Josh Gowling uh, after his loan finishes his, his, yeah. his first month on loan now um, I know Gary Hours and uh, Billy Heath the Alfreton town manager have had a chat um, in advance of that loan running out I think the thing still hasn't been decided mm. uh, but Gary Hours did say this week that um, uh, let's face it with two central defenders out at the moment and not back imminently yeah. uh, Josh Gowling will have been getting games under his belt Alfreton have been playing pretty well with him there uh, shock horror yeah um, they would like to keep him presumably well but I don't think that has been nailed down yet no. so I think what will happen is after this weekend when he plays yeah. his last match there uh, Messrs Hours and Heath will be on the phone to each other to work out um, you know whether Billy Heath wants him back you'd have thought there's a good chance he does yeah um, but for instance if United were to suffer another injury back there yeah, then, then does that force the issue that that, that in fact ours will have to say well I'm, we have to we would, have to have surely, him back yeah, yeah that's yeah, right because he'd be um, seriously um, short of short handed back there wouldn't quite he? quite now Monday the FA Cup draw oh. for the second qualifying round takes place you I knew you were going to bring this up doesn't doesn't it throw up <laughs> some interesting possibilities though the the kind of teams who are in the first qualifying round. I mean, it's it's very easy for people who aren't Talkie United fans to scoff about where Talkie are this season. Fair Quite. play. We all have to, as fans, we all just have to take it to on the take chin. It. Yeah. But isn't this absolutely fascinating? This early stages of the FA Cup. Well, because uh, we could play Buckland in the. Um, we definitely the could. Next round Buckland of the Cup. Athletic in the first qualifying round, and well done to them for getting yeah. that far. Well done to Plymouth Parkway as well yeah. uh, for getting that far. Throw in the Tiverton Towns and the Dorchesters and the Taunton Towns. Good yeah. luck to all of them. Um, uh, Buckland Athletic um, play Binfield, which if anybody who hasn't been there, uh, I can tell you it's up near Bracknell. I did drive it's through Berkshire, it once. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's up in Berkshire. Yeah. Uh, they're away to Binfield. Um, uh, but should they survive or get a draw at Binfield, 
um, they will be in the hat with United yeah. for the second qualifying round on Monday. Now it's regionalised, yeah. Um, so there is every chance that United could draw, if not Buckland, uh, at least one of the we, at least one of the other uh, teams um, um, we've just mentioned. Um, How much would local football fans enjoy? A game at Homer's Heath in the FA Cup between Buckland Athletic and Torquay United. Well, I'd, what a day out that would I'd, be! I'd, I'd, I've had a chat with one or two people locally. It, should the if if that happened, yeah. if if Buckland Athletic get, were, were to get through and they draw Torquay United in the first round at Homer's Heath, uh, I'm not quite sure how much Homer's Heath is licensed to hold. Mm. Um, I dare say even Buckland themselves would prob- might might even prefer from a financial point of view that the game would be at Plainmore, yeah. um, because I would have thought you there's no knowing how many people that m- might turn up to, at Plainmore to watch to no. watch that game. Um, you'd certainly be looking at a crowd that would make it worthwhile financially. But let's assume it's at Homer's Heath. Yeah. What an occasion that would be! It's a great uh, place to watch football. Probably, great you, you place. might probably. Oh no! Make a fabulous cup of tea out there yeah, as well. Yeah, uh, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, would the local law say it's got to be all ticket? Um, I might. don't know what the. the I, I would have thought the. What's the capacity at home? Is he? Is it? I have no like idea. That. I don't know what the. Rich, what if we the, had Richard here, it's a know, perfectly serviceable ground. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's 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 a, it's a lovely place to to watch football. Um, so yes, uh, let's wait and see. What um, a great idea! Though. I dare say, <laughs> Buckland Athletic away is not the tie that Gary Owls would choose <laughs> if he if he was able to at the moment. But um, uh, obviously, there's there's much to happen before we get to that stage. But. That's the hat that United will be in on Monday, um, and then the, the the match happens a fortnight later. Yeah. Whoever United draw, that's a fortnight later, the twenty second, I think it is, of September. So, so th- those of us who really love cup football, I count myself as one of those. We get in, we get it earlier this year, if nothing uh, else. If nothing else, no. Yeah. So we, we we used to let's face it, years ago the cup didn't used to come around till November. No. The very we'd earliest. have played Hereford at least twice in yeah. the Sherpa van by now, anyway, yeah. wouldn't we? Um, but this year, unfortunately, because yeah. of the level United are at, they're in it much earlier. So. I think that's a bonus. That's a bonus for me, anyway. <laughs> Listen, we're going to try and unravel the mysteries of the Nations League in a moment. But before we leave Plainmore, um, it, this is a story that you wrote a little while ago, but it's it's, it's going, been flagged up now. It, it yeah, has, yeah. Um, Tim Herbert, yes. the secretary at Plainmore, is a leaving. Good friend of yours and new. mine. Yeah, um, uh, he, he he's he's filled a number of roles at Plainmore yeah. in about three stays, I think. Um, a goals fan through and through. Uh, lives. Ooh, not a goal kick away, but two or three goal yeah. kicks away. Um, um, he, he's he's leaving, um, uh, not for any. I don't, you know, there's been no row or anything like that. There's no toys being thrown out of any prams. Um, uh, but I, I, he he loved the role yeah. of yeah. when he was doing the media stuff mm-hmm. and the program, and he did a fantastic job on the program. We all thought yes. last season, didn't yeah. he? And has done in the past as well. Of course, during his times away from Plainmore, um, uh, he's worked at a number of roles. But he, he was uh, worked down at Plymouth Argyle for quite a while mm-hmm. in their community department. Um, it's not as if he's flouncing out of the club and heading off anywhere else for, for thousands of pounds no. or anything like that. I think he just wants a, a yeah. little break before deciding which which direction he's going in. 
but it's people like you and me who've always worked quite closely with him it's sad um, but he now fills the role of club secretary of course yeah which is one of those rather dry sounding titles that I think people have a view yeah. that you sit in an office in front of a laptop and and it's and a minefield though isn't it I mean we right. Torquay have been in the situation of playing ineligible players many years ago it has happened well one of the it's one of those roles that you only know how important it is when it goes wrong yeah yeah um, and uh, football, like nearly every other walk of life, is absolutely riddled with rules and regulations and small, and small it, print, yeah. and you've got to be on top of it. Um, and Tim, being a studious and hard-working chap, is, uh, um, is, uh, appears to have done a pretty good job in that respect. So, um, yeah, uh, Just to say thanks, really. Thanks no, for help above and beyond. Quite. And, He's uh, always good luck. been available to sort of give a bit of friendly advice or, or uh, uh, help out in almost any way he can and I'm sure you know fingers crossed his predecessor his, predecessor, his successor will be um, I think there's quite a lot of hard thinking going on about how they tackle that situation at the moment um, because it's not the sort of post that you can just click your fingers and slot no. somebody in who doesn't really know uh, what they're doing you do have to know what you're doing mm. Now this weekend we're all used to Premier League teams uh, not being able to play because of international commitments and the the, pro, the fixtures being scrapped, but this has permeated a long way down through the leagues this time, hasn't it? Is there's an international well, window this week? Uh, Torquay are playing. Torquay are playing. Yeah, <laughs> Chippenham are playing. Yeah, and there's no international uh, calls um, uh, lowering their colours uh, this weekend. But I'm afraid there are However, a Nuneaton Borough. Yeah. Nuneaton Borough. Yeah, who are at the same level as us yeah. uh, in the National League North. They have called off their National League North fixture on the 8th of September yeah. due to international calls. And not just one or two, three players at Nuneaton Borough are off to play for, uh, for St Kitts and Nevis. Um, that's, by the way, that's yeah. one team. Uh, and Grenada, I think the, yeah. other, the other one is. And so York City will be kicking their heels this Saturday because they haven't they haven't got a game. Fair play to Nuneaton though, and well, great, what a great thing for their fans. Yeah. So we're not playing this weekend. Uh, international no, no. commitments for the squad. That's right. Uh, and of course, two of them are, are Courtney Richards and James Hurst, former former goals oh, players, are in the, in yeah. the Nuneaton Borough side at the moment. So, uh, <laughs> but really, it's a funny old world, isn't it? When yeah. when uh, the sixth tier of English football is having games called off because of international calls, but. Um, there you are. It's a, it's a funny old game. <laughs> Somebody much wiser than us yeah. once said. But talking about internationals, I, I've been reading the national papers today. Well, well done. Trying to get my head yeah. round. It's not the League of Nations, is it? The Nations League. Yes, it what is. What it all means. And, 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 and I think you've needed to do it, haven't you, Guy, to get yourself well, up to speed on it. See, you, you're probably the same as me. When, when we were lads, when we used, used to devise Sabutio tournaments and things like that that were fiendishly complicated mainly as a way of getting your own teams to to do well in them but they were nothing on this nation's league this is the most complicated thing well, I've I, ever come across. I, I, I said that somebody obviously at an England press conference this week they've all been holed up in St George's Park up at Burton, yeah. I think or something somebody managed to grab hold of Harry Maguire the Leicester City <laughs> centre-half and England hero let's yeah. face it in every way we love Harry Maguire don't we uh, and asked him about this Nations League, Harry, uh, how does it work? And it, <laughs> I haven't a clue, he said. Fantastic. And of course, and, and it, the initial somebody sort of made a rather snooty, well, oh dear, even the England players. I think he speaks for millions of them. Harry Maguire and whose army? 
you know, yeah. what is the Nations League all about? Now, I've got the explanation here. The, the, the excellent iNewspaper today on its sports page, there's a lot of stuff about the Nations League. It includes this little fax box, fact box that I will share with you if I may. How it all works. The Nations League is a biennial tournament concluding with a four-team final round in the June of each year when there is no European Championship or World Cup. It splits the 55 European national teams into four leagues, with League A including the 12 top-ranked sides according to UEFA's National Association coefficient, and League D the lowest 16. Each league comprises four groups, and there will be promotion and relegation for the top and bottom teams in each group. <laughs> Any the wiser? Yeah, well. There's more. This inaugural edition takes place over six match days between September, starting today, that's as Thursday because Wales played Republic of Ireland today, and November, with the finals featuring the four group winners from League A in a simple knockout format of semi-finals, third place match and final in one venue, the same format as the original European Nations Cup in 1960. The four top sides from each league who miss out in UEFA's ensuing Euro 2020 qualifying competition will enter Euro playoff matches, guaranteeing that one team from each of the four tiers, including one of the bottom 16 ranked nations, will qualify. Any the wiser, David? Absolutely not. I, I mean, the, 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 the smarmy thing would be to put, do a snoring sound at the moment, but I, I'm not going to do that. There's, there's a couple of things occur. Did anybody want this competition? Has there been, was there a public clamour for this to happen? I think there was a public clamour for an end to meaningless friendly internationals. Okay, but, you know, friendlies, occasional friendlies, what's it is, the trouble with friendlies was there ended up too many of them. Yeah. All yeah. right, it wasn't, it wasn't the fact that, you know, I don't mind watching England against Brazil in a friendly, uh, uh, or Germany, yeah. Yeah. or something, any, any of those sort of games. Um, uh, and, by the way, it's September the 8th, yeah, and the World Cup is only just dry on the paper. Um, and there we, are six match days between now and November? You know, what? Hey, none eaten are never going to get any games played. But no. they're, they're not. They're in friendly yeah, action. Anyway, yeah, but, but whilst the Nations League is going on, this is, this, there's other international yeah. breaks you know, go, going on elsewhere as well. And do you think, well, pardon? The Premier League, having just got up and running, how, how many games have they played? Is it three oh, or four? Played about four, three or four, I think. Games. Yeah. What? And they have to pack up. Is it? By yeah. the way, is it a fortnight's break? By the way, or is it just one uh, week? No, I think week? it's one week. It's I think there's week. a there's a midweek and there's a weekend. Oh right, right. Yeah, we play next Tuesday yeah. as well. Yeah. England play. Is it Spain? Spain and Switzerland. Mm. I think. Two. But one of those is friendly, isn't it? Oh, is it? I think it is. Oh right. Well, I don't. Oh yes, of course, because uh, what well, Spain are in the top group. And Switzerland, Switzerland aren't. Aren't, I aren't think. Switzerland ranked higher than Spain these days? Oh, I see. We're anyway, hopelessly confused. There we are. People at home have nodded off now, or they're shaking their heads. And, and, and we don't blame them. No. Uh, uh, and and you can't help feeling UEFA money TV. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, may call me cynical, but uh, that will have factored in somewhere along the way. But the only, the only proviso to that is maybe two or three games in when we see the league table and we begin to get the hang of it we might suddenly be back in our Sabutio days thinking well this is alright isn't it well hopefully do you think but, uh, I, I don't hold out no. any, any great certainty about it by the way two absolute nailed on certainties 
uh, at least two or three England players will pick up injuries, which which will occupy the headlines for the next two or yeah. three weeks with yeah. their managers raving about why they're being played and all that kind of stuff. That will ruin a couple of best laid plans in the Premier yeah. League. And the second is that there will almost certainly be horrendously controversial goals, people offside, uh, VAR yes, VAR no, etc, etc, etc. You can guarantee that those two things will happen. But injuries will be the most serious. Yeah. This whole idea that, that you know, you can get injured playing a friendly. In yeah. fact, any half-decent friendly, you probably should be getting injured if you're playing for England anyway. Uh, I don't mean should, but you know what I mean. And, and I'll bet Jurgen Klopp, um, uh, uh, Sarri at Chelsea or somebody will kick off, yeah. and quite understandably so, because somebody picks up some injury as a result of playing in, in, in this particular tournament at this particular time of yeah. year um, well I, I'm sorry but uh, uh, we've only just finished the World Cup yeah. haven't we? That's it. And here's another prediction Wales will be cruelly and unjustly denied a place <laughs> in the finals by a handball or an offside or something like that because it always blooming well happens to us there you go. <laughs> and I'm speaking as a Cornishman <laughs> rather than a Welshman but uh, uh, there you go. No, I mean, well, fingers crossed it all goes off okay. Yeah. Um, but um, something will something so, will so kick off. Ne this time next week, we will understand the Nations League perfectly because it will all drop into place. Hopefully. Thank you very much for your time. This has been the... Chippenham uh, Town. Herald Express, Devon yeah, Live. Why, why is it that you and podcast. I... Sorry, I had to interrupt. Why is it that you and I, deep down guy, are far more interested in what's happening between Torquay and Chippenham down on Saturday and between England and whoever they're playing this weekend yep. in the Nations League. I'm sorry, but that's the way it is. I think I think all fans, certainly fans of lower league clubs, will be exactly the same. They, and the Premier League. Yeah, uh, I know the Premier League aren't playing, but uh, you know, does, does anybody in the Premier League... I don't think many Premier League fans are any different from us. No. Uh, I, I think everybody will be trying to find something else to do. Uh, they won't be, you know, tuning in. To, in well, what they will be doing is actually taking a bit of interest in the lower league football, which is, which can't yeah. be a bad thing, can it? And speaking of lower league football, talking United versus Chippenham Town, three o'clock kickoff at Plainmore on Saturday. Come up and say hello. Tell us what you like and what you don't like about the podcast. Thank you for your company. This has been Guy and David, and as ever, come, come on, on you yellows. yellows.